Keep holding your machzor, your prayer book. It's going to come in handy in a moment. Now, because it's Yom Kippur, I'm not going to take out a glass of water and only fill it up half and ask you whether it's half full or half empty. Have you ever been asked that question with a half, with a half glass full of water? And that gives you perspective. We're not going to do that. But what I want you to do is I want you to take your prayer book and hold it. Now, if you're in sixth grade, would you please rise? If you're in sixth grade, sixth grade, excellent. Could you, I need you to, I need some helpers. So I need the sixth graders to come forward with your prayer book, with your machzor. Bring your machzor. But you're not going to have to read from it. Come on up. Come on up. And you guys are going to stand right in a straight line across here. Excellent. Right in a straight line on this side. Yeah, good, good, perfect, perfect. You can all see them, right? All right. Excellent, excellent. We have excellent sixth graders. All right, anybody else? Anybody else who's hesitating and you're in sixth grade? You want to come up? Second chance? All right. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Now, let's all find the middle point in our machzor. Let's find the middle point in your machzor. Okay? So is it half open or half closed? Right? We don't know, right? Now, I'd like to warn our helpers, and actually I want to warn everybody here that... Why are we doing this, and what are we going to do with our machzor? But there's no trick here. There's no magic. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is to see if you guys can fail. Now, oh my gosh, I can't believe the rabbi is going to make my kid fail. But I'm also going to work to make everybody else fail, too. So you'll be in good company. It's one of those great games where everyone wins, by failing. So, now, if you have a shoulder injury, you may not necessarily want to do this game, and we'll understand. But everybody else is going to be in for it. Now, close your machzor. Take your hands underneath your machzor like this, and you're going to, you're going to put your machzor out like that. Okay. Don't move. Just stay just like that. Now, while you're doing this, keep doing it, I'm going to tell you two stories. <laughs> keep, keep doing it. There's a first one I got from Abby Goodman, so I'm going to give her credit. Okay, I'm change the names and the religious references, or the story a bit. Okay, so there were two rabbis. They were coming from working out, of course, studying earlier in the morning. And they reached a town there was, where there was this young, important person waiting to step off of his chair. Now, the rains, like we had this morning, had made deep puddles. And he couldn't step off without spoiling his coat and his nice shoes. And he stood there looking very cross and impatient. Still holding? Good. Okay. He was scolding his attendants. They were nowhere to place this sacred, they couldn't, play, they couldn't help him because they were holding all his stuff. They couldn't help him cross the puddle. 
Now the younger rabbi, there were two rabbis, noticed this person and said nothing and walked by. The older one quickly picked him up and put him on her back, transported him across the water and put him down on the other side. The young, important person didn't thank the rabbi. He just shoved her out of the way and departed. As they continued on their way, the young rabbi was brooding and preoccupied. After several hours, unable to hold her silence, she spoke out. That young man back there was very selfish and rude, but you picked him up on your back and carried him. Then he didn't even thank you. I set the man down hours ago, the older rabbi replied. Why are you still carrying him? How are you doing? Still good? Okay, good. All right. So in this story, is the rabbi still really holding the young scholar after many hours? Definitely not. But was she still thinking about it in her head all that time? Yes, for sure. Now, ever be upset about something or worried over another thing and you can't stop thinking about it? Yeah, I have and I bet you have too. These holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur have something to teach us about this behavior and it has something to do with forgiveness. How are you doing? Still holding it up? Okay, good, good. Okay. Now, though your mind doesn't have hands, it has the ability to grasp onto ideas and not to let them go. It's like our thoughts become massaged and fed as we keep thinking about something particularly something that bothers us. Maybe someone excluded you from a game or an event. Or every time you see the person, you remember what that person did. It might have been yesterday. It could have been five years ago. And let's say maybe you're married to someone who forgot an anniversary, let's say like three years ago. Or you played poorly, really poorly in the game, and you can't get it out of your mind. It just keeps playing over and over and over again. Or you could have said you were sorry about something you did, and you just couldn't get the words out. And you keep thinking about it, saying in your head that I should have said I'm sorry. I should have. Now, could it be that that one piece of cake was left, and your brother ate it, even though he already had a piece? And every time there is cake left, you mention how he ate that cake, even though he is 45 and it happened when you were kids? <laughs> Our minds are very strong. Thoughts come in and out of them all day. In fact, one of the previous senior rabbis of this congregation named Joshua Loth Lieben said something I always think about. Your mind is not a democracy. Not every thought gets a vote. You get to decide what is in your mind. When we hold these grudges, regrets, accusations, mistakes, it's like these thoughts are living in our heads and they don't even pay rent. It's like holding a prayer book up for an indefinite amount of time. At first, it's really easy, but the longer we hold it, the more our arms ache and the harder it gets. Does anybody have any aching arms? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it just wears us out. Our muscles just can't maintain it. So we put the book down. Oh, doesn't that feel great? Oh, you guys did a great, great job. 
You can go back to your seats and take a sip. Okay. But what about our minds? We can put the book down, but can we put ideas down in our minds? That's why we're here. It is more than just having such a terrific time. Part of the reason that we are here is to let go, to recognize how much space those thoughts take up in our head and to release them. It doesn't mean that grudges, regrets, accusations, mistakes won't enter into our thinking, but we can name them and take control of our thought and say, I am not going to hold you up or give you space in my thinking. When we say the prayer, I'll hate, or avinu malkenu, or I'm sorry, we are practicing. Here's another shocker. Everyone take a deep breath. Let it out. Let's do that another time. Take a deep breath. And then another time. If these start, thoughts start creeping in, name it. Say it out loud, quietly to yourself. You don't get a vote. Can you quietly say that to yourself? You don't get a vote. Take a deep breath and think about breathing. You don't get a vote. Those wonderful sixth graders who held up the book and all of you around here, now we each felt obligated that we have to hold it ourselves. We didn't necessarily put the book on someone else's shoulder. We didn't put it in someone else's lap. Somebody didn't come and say, I'll help you hold it up. But you don't have to hold some things that bother you all alone. You don't have to suffer alone. Sometimes sharing these thoughts with someone else, like a parent or friend, or even an adult who has expertise in being a good listener, like a therapist or an advisor or a rabbi or a cantor. Lots of people around you are here to help you and hold your thoughts when they get too heavy. You are actually in charge of your mind. It's a beautiful part of you. You can't necessarily see it, but you know it's there because there's a lot going on up there. So with that, let's retake our prayer book. Let us open it up and together we're going to use its words and the songs that we sing to help us be the best people we can be and to help us learn how we can use our minds not to keep heavy ideas in them so much. Page 106. 